Hey gang, welcome back to the podcast, but actually this week's a little different. We're doing something a little different this week. We're doing a little special thing that we like to call the BBC, which is the best book club. And with us this week, we have special guest returning champions, Brett. Hello. Clark. Yep. And brand new guest to the show and to this new show, Jacob. How's it going, sir? Good. Good. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to this one. You actually came up with the title of BBC and what made you think of that title? Just kind of represents what we are as a group, you know? And what does it stand for? Best book club. There you go. Best book club. And so basically the idea is like any other book club, we're going to analyze a book every month or so or whenever we can get to it. (laughs) Month. One month. Strict one month. Yeah. But uh, we will find out at the end of this episode, a special tease. Brett is picking the book for next month. So he's going to give us the book for next month. I chose the one this month. Did Oprah pick this month? Yeah. Um, We'll find out. Yeah, we're going to hit every Oprah book club. That's just the, that's what we're going to do. I've read one of her books. Which one? Well, the, but I read before it was part of the book club, The Road. Cormac McCarthy. Oh yeah, that was, she picked that? Yeah. Oh. And then I think Cormac McCarthy went on her show. Oh, that was a great book. I love that. Yeah. You say that he's so got a, surprisingly. Cormac McCarthy's got a new book coming out sometime soon. It's been forever. Yeah. Oh. When was his last one? The Road. The Road. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I remember someone telling me uh, that I should read that book. They were like, yeah, I actually, it made me, it broke me down into tears. I didn't have that same reaction. No, to, I mean, uh, it was sad and yeah. depressing, but I didn't. Oh, that's sad and depressing. Yeah. Well, speaking of sad and depressing, we're going to this book, which is uh, the first book of the BBC, which is called The Paul Bearers Club, written by Paul Tremblay, horror author. And so, yeah, this is what we're going to be talking about. Is he a horror author? Horror quotes, air quotes. Well, apparently he's renowned in the horror community as far as horror. He should renounce being a horror author. (laughs) Well, and we'll we'll delve into that and whether or not he should actually have that title. but I want to go around and kind of get everyone's, um, before we get into the book specifically, what your reading habits are in general. Jacob, let's start with you as our special guest. Uh, just in general, are you a big reader? What is your, you know, do you have reading habits? I've struggled with reading since second grade. I hated reading all the way through school, all through college. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I lost all my friends after college and lived alone. <laughs> I had books as my friends, so mm-hmm. no. It, I've been reading. Enough I've last. been reading. I've been reading a lot since college, and go through books pretty quickly. But uh, uh, you know, I've had like some ADHD issues, so I either need to be like standing up and walking around while I'm reading, mm. or physically removing my phone from the room. Right. Do you ever do books on CD? I've done. Chance? I've done Ooh. some uh, audiobooks okay. on my phone, like yeah. when I go walking around yeah. or running. I've done a lot still, of audiobooks. Nice. Don't you just still just say book on tape, even though you clearly aren't listening to a tape? Yeah. I think audiobook. People have said for eons. I'm sure a lot of people do, like our parents and their generation, but I feel like audiobook is more the term that I'm, I've been hearing lately. Hmm. Um, but what could, okay, so what could you listen to easily right now? A tape or a CD? Oh, those are my only choices. Those are the two choices, because those are the two choices that we just gave. Um, <laughs> I honestly not digital, I think, not digital. I think strictly oh, no. because of its like, what could, quick what, handedness and resourcefulness, probably a CD, CD right for now. sure. Yeah. yeah, 
Though I will say, um, my parents have some books on actual cassette tape, and I've listened to it before. And there's something about it that's a little—I wouldn't say it's like a good sound quality, like yeah. a, no, a it's record. Terrible. It's terrible, but Turn it's to side B. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's got some little novelty to it that I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but this ring, brings up a question: with the audiobooks, is that really considered reading the book? <laughs> no, no. But Brett, let me ask you: when you go to dinner parties. Would you say, hey, I read this great book this month for book club, the Paul Bears Club? Um, or would you say I audio? Would he call it great? Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, I would not call it great. That's the thing. <laughs> it wouldn't be, uh, yeah. I'd say I read this horrible horror. Horror bowl. That's perfect. It's horror bowl. Yeah. So no, yeah. Because I, I, I say this in a loving way. I feel right, like right, you, right. you would say that you've read the book, but you've listened to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want... Yeah, I guess for the record, I went 50-50 on this one. Okay. I, I, I started out reading it. I kept falling asleep. <laughs> I thought we were talking about our reading habits, though. You kind of just... No, this is... Brett's reading oh, habit is the audiobook. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't read. He read half. Yeah, I started it. Well, oh, yeah, he started. And that's a reading habit. And then he yeah. switched over to the audiobook. Well, God, I would have just watched the movie if there was one. Yeah. Well, that'll bring up a, a question, too, coming up. Why? Is, this isn't getting adapted, is it? Well, he just sold the screenplay for $500 million. We'll find out in just a bit. But, so, Brett, with your with your, your reading. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm the same way. It, it takes me a really. And just speaking for me, it takes a really tough time, or it is a tough time to, to read, sound out the words, to sound out the words, to talk, <laughs> no, to uh, to actually like read a book. Today, today, Junior. But for me, um, no, to to actually take that time to read a full book. It's it's challenging because I get you know sidetracked and all these other different things with other books with other books, um, but uh, but for the most part that's why I like this book club because it's like gonna focus me in on trying to read something every right. month or however long yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Clark how about you reading habits Well I was halfway through a book when we started this book so yeah. I had to, I put that on the back oh, burner look at you intellectual here no i am terrible i'm terrible at it because i usually just lay in bed and look at my phone before going to bed instead of reading a book which actually helps you fall asleep better than looking at a phone see that's how i mean especially this book. that's what we're all at yeah well yeah this helped me fall asleep on one page (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's a perfect segue to go right into the story who wants to take the challenge of giving us a summary of the story and we can just i think it should be the host and we could just assume that the people that listen to this show, you know, have read it or <clears throat> don't care if anything's spoiled, so it can be spoiled. Maybe we, or we take, maybe we take a little groups. Well, yeah. Right I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. And this is the first the BBC meeting. So this is, yeah. next time they can read the following book, you know, for the next book, next right. month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Next exactly. quarter. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so let's start with uh, summary. Brett, you want to get us started with... Uh, <laughs> Kind of the, the from beginning to end. The synopsis, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it, they. Let's see. It's about a very sad, sad man, who either has some sort of ailment in his spine, and it's a, 
And there's vampires growing around. I don't know. As a starting off point, it is. It's like a vampire story, which I didn't see coming. And to be honest, uh, that's my least favorite. That didn't favorite. come in until like yeah. page 100 or yeah. whatever. When they he had to write like a paper or whatever for school. Right. And then Mercy on, helps him write it exactly. on Mercy Brown. Exactly. Maybe a real is real. It's a real person. Yeah. Is a real person. We'll get into the history of that in a little bit. But Ooh. so this book is all um, written like it's a, the galleys of a memoir. So so you see this, and then you see notes on the side, and the notes are from Mercy. So the actual book is written by this guy with a fake name. We have the pseudo name of Art Barbara. Right. And so he's writing this story. Barbara or Barbara? Maybe Barbara. It's uh, the Boston accent, so it's Art Barbara. Barbara. Yeah, should Art, I just do this Art whole Barbara. podcast sounding like Peter Griffin? Yeah. Providence, yeah. It's Art Barbara. I love this book. <laughs> but so he uh, he's writing this memoir about a really crazy time where he had this... Uh, the craziest. Um, the craziest, this interaction... Um, and started this club called the Paul Burroughs Club in order to get access into college. He had to have extracurricular activities. So right. he started the Paul Burroughs Club. He's a nerd. He's got scoliosis. He's yep. got no friends. Lanky. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so he starts this club where basically he's helping and other people are helping out. Send uh, the 80s. Send the 80s. Conduct funerals. I got very heavy um, Breakfast Club vibes from the book uh, with the soundtracks that they talked about. Um, and he ends up, Art meets this woman, Mercy, and they have a friendship. And basically throughout the whole book, you... Th- platonic it, friendship. Platonic too. friendship, it goes yeah. goes nowhere. Right. And you kind of get the vibe that maybe she's a vampire. Is she or isn't she? <laughs> and then at the end, the very... And so you have this thing of the, the story told from his perspective. But then in the margins, you have this red dialogue that's written from her so she's technically reading this story after the fact and she's making corrections basically discrediting a lot of what he says so you have this yin and yang of two different authors and two different uh, viewpoints so what did you guys when you walked away from it who did you believe of the two is it some guy that's just kind of crazy going through his own thing being sick or is this a vampire true horror story to start off I don't think that I've read a book like this before where, or a style like this, where you have two perspectives spoken about that aren't separated by chapters. I mean, it's like she makes, she makes comments on isolated words that he chooses and kind of rolls her eyes at choice of words even. So she's kind of giving her critique of how he wrote the book, not just to the events, Mm -hmm. but uh, it kind of makes you think, you know, his, his uh, experiences, he writes them as very fantastical and kind of these, paranormal experiences that as he remembers them but then at the ends of the chapters or throughout in the margins she kind of just describes a scenario as a very plain basic run-of-the-mill scenario mm-hmm. real life nothing paranormal going yeah, she on she kind of shits on him like yeah, yeah. yeah. she took it back down to life a little bit right brings it back down yeah but uh she i i kind of I kind of sided with her where I think he's kind of crazy. He's kind of gone through some hard things in life, dealing with his ailments, with his scoliosis and not having a lot of friends in school. And so this kind of is some excitement for him. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's embellishing things or as he remembers them. So he has something more exciting to talk about, you know, as an adult. Right beside you, just out of your 
And I think to me, what kind of sold it, and what's tough, I think, about the audiobook is like, I, I feel like I feel like you don't not to call you off, right? But I feel like, is it unless does is it two different narrators? She chimes in, yeah. It's right. a okay. woman, yeah, and yeah, she chimes woman. in. Oh, and that's I cool. I showed you the narrators. I sent you a photo of who is narrated. I thought it was just the one for one person. There's three people. Oh, three people. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would, that's who good. Is the, uh, someone do like her parents? The mother. Someone do the parents. Yeah. But the last chapter is all written from uh, Mercy's perspective. And the line that really got me, because I was going back and forth thinking like, okay, what's true, what's not? Who am I going to side with? And I think I'm more on the side of her. Yeah, she yeah said, it's not real. Yeah, she said, for you, Art, I will be the monster you wanted and needed me to be. I think it's, yeah, so I think that that's, she was just doing that. She went and wrote this part in there to kind of help him. And, and I like that, this book was written that way. I think that's the, the the best thing the book has going for it is its style and how different that is. Like I haven't seen I that have. done in that way. There's a book that. called S oh. and it's JJ Abrams and some other guy. I don't know. I didn't f- finish it. It's pretty wild. You yeah. should look it up. And it's, it's like two, two different authors. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, it's a book that's about like a, I think it's a novel that's about a ship or something. And these two people are checking it out from the same library and they both write in the margins. And then the book contains like a bunch of like inserts. So like a passport or not passport of what am I thinking of postcard and like all these other little things. I mean, it's a pretty crazy book that's got like all of these different inserts and I just didn't, it didn't spark my interest enough to finish it. But Mm -hmm. these people talk to each other through this, library book by writing in the margins similar to how this book is where this mercy writes on the margins well let me ask you do you think it worked for this book and if not what do you think did work for this book anyone can take it i i wasn't no i liked it at first um i thought this was cool there was a lot of like parts in in mercy's writing the red writing that was like very vulnerable that i think the whole art Barbara, you know, didn't, couldn't put out, but, um, Mm -hmm. then it started to get very annoying when art kept writing memoir and she would say novel, memoir, novel, memoir, novel throughout the next 170 pages, you know, (laughs) that joke joke was kind of beaten, beating the horse. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It beat it all the way down to China's horses. Like, yeah, (laughs) through the earth. Because she's so adamant about it. It made me wonder if like, maybe she's really trying to cover up or something that, or make it ever make the reader yeah. feel like would, oh he's crazy he, he says it's a memoir but it's clearly a novel he's, so he's trying she's trying to make the reader think of it not as a real experience i went that way too so it's like oh maybe she is a vampire because she's trying to get the reader to discredit the author right i don't know that was one other factor that i thought was good we hey. talked about this before you got here matt and jacob brought up a good point that i kind of forgot he's like either high or drunk like almost all the time in the book true for every episode so he this is just all that vampirism shit is got to be just in his head well like it's the hallucination from either drugs or alcohol it's that unreliable narrator device and yeah. it's like that's the some people hate that and also the open-endedness of it what do you guys think of an open-ended i fucking hate it man yeah especially if there's like you're not going to continue the story right just finish it shit yeah let us know what you're thinking because that's want some finality yeah especially because the rest of the story was such bullshit (laughs) that brett's a true fan of this book 
<laughs> it's kind of like Schrodinger's cat where like it's she's a vampire and she's not a vampire and just like that I don't care whether there's a cat alive or dead in the box like <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna dismiss it it's like yeah at the end I cared so much and then there's no resolution it's like I guess I just really don't care if there's a resolution or not like yeah and then do you feel kind of cheated as an audience and a reader where you're like I just spent so much time trying to carve out time to read this book yeah. and then this is what happens you know what I mean it's a very open-ended story so much time carved yeah. out to read this book well did you guys <laughs> like any of the characters <laughs> You know, I liked Mercy, and so she is based off of a real um, historical figure, Mercy Brown. Just a name only, really, though. She's not... No, this is a real a real thing. So Mercy, the Mercy Brown vampire incident occurred actually in Rhode Island in 1892. It's one of the best documented cases of the um, analyzation of a corpse in order to perform rituals to banish an undead manifestation. So the incident was part of a wider New England vampire panic that was hitting people at a time. So there was basically several cases of tuberculosis that was cited around. And it was uh, one of them was... Yeah, what do they call it? It's not... Consumption. consumption. Yeah, consumption. Yeah, yeah. And so it occurred in the family of George and Mary Brown in Rhode Island. And friends and neighbors thought that this was due to the influence of the undead. And so they actually dug up the body of Mary at one point after she had already been dead her and a couple of family members had died. They dug her up and saw that in her heart, there was still blood, like fresh blood. So they thought that she had actually dug herself up out of the grave, feasted on the flesh, and then came down. So that was that that whole story. So that's why they kind of hint at that and give her that name. Yeah, the mom being like, what's her name, Mary? Yeah. Is it Mercy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did, you know, so that part was interesting, but they were definitely, you know, hitting the vampire thing over the head. And, you know, for halfway through the book, I'm like, okay, maybe I can get into the vampire thing. But uh, also one of the things that I gripes I have about it is it's called the Paul Bears Club, which I think that part's a cool idea. But um, that's only at the like beginning of the book. really. Right. Yeah. Well, until he, he creates his, his own solo yeah, band, he makes his own yeah. band called yeah. that. Yeah. That was cool. How that came back. I like that actually. And yeah. then there's like a cool like thing at the very end, like a drawing of mm-hmm. the Paul Bears Club. The poster. Yeah. yeah. The poster. Yeah, now, if you, during high school, this did bring me a little nostalgic back to the high school years. Did you guys, would you have been part of the Paul Bears Club if that was a thing that was made available? Help out at funerals? Hell no. Yeah, probably not. I was, I was scared of old people in high school. <laughs> I don't even I avoided, know. I avoided my grandparents for a few years because I, they're so breakable, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I don't know. I would be freaked out by death. I've, I've only been to my first funeral like two years ago was my first funeral. Yeah, I had the first thirty one years was old. Like I was an adult. Like out of like my grandpa died in like two thousand seven, so I was well out of high school before I went to my first funeral. Yeah. Well, would you? So I would actually. There's that sick part of me that I would do it. I would want to help out with that. Um, and I feel like you the in the book you only had like two or three funerals and i was like i was wanting yeah. more i know that's probably i'm the only one maybe that thinks that way but well then i thought it that was going somewhere it was so short yeah, yeah it was like it's so just short kinda, lived. it was like yeah. a yeah. another red herring it was just like oh this has nothing really to do with the story should this it, is just how they met should it have been called the paul bears club no i don't know well i was gonna that's bring how they up. met yeah. and that's I've, matt that's have true. you seen the alternate cover mm-hmm it's way cooler looking. Like I was telling the guys here, it almost looks like a Michael Crichton book where it's got like a big spine. 
And then there's like a centipede looking thing and then like some safety pins on it. So it makes it seem way more interesting than just a Polaroid picture that's on there. Right. Which we haven't even brought that up how she takes all those Polaroid pictures. Right. Why does and she? And that, that had nothing to do with anything. I thought maybe it implied like that's how she like stole people's life force. Well, it does. Like technically when she takes a picture, you see a blue orb. That's... But that's just because she put her thumb on it. Well, that, that again goes to that back and, and she forth. Admits it did too. she? Did she, she or didn't it she? At, yeah, she admits at the end that she did that. Well, not like the very end, but near the end. Right, and she does in that last chapter. But is she doing that because she's covering her track? No, like she's always table. fucking with him. That's the problem. She's never serious around this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that part about the book I do like and hate at the same point is that it's just like, oh, okay. I think I did see that cover. Uh, but it's uh, Brett from the other um, cover of the Way Paul cooler cover. Way cooler yeah. cover, yeah. But... Um, so speaking of seeing dead bodies, I in my film class in college, there was this, we saw this film by a filmmaker named Stan Brackage. He did a lot of like arts art films. So one of the films that he did was a bunch of people getting this body ready for a funeral. So getting the organs out and they have to like, you know, break open the ribs and take the skin yeah. off the face. And so Wait, you take the skin off the face? They did. I don't think you need to do yeah, that. I don't... Yeah. But in this Put makeup on the person, it's like a so, Dwight Schrute situation from the office. Yeah. <laughs> Where does a mask? Right. <laughs> but so in this documentary, that's what they did. And uh, our film professor goes, all right, so we're going to watch this. We're going to start this. And you guys can leave the class at any point. You can walk out if you can't take it. Um, and I, I managed to stay. I was one of the last like four or five, but I couldn't it make it. It gets that gross. It was, a, it was a lot. Yeah. Worse well. than Terrifier 2. Yeah. Because Terrifier 2 is not real. Oh, like, yeah, and this is, this is a like real a body. Yeah, it's a real body that you're seeing. But uh, yeah. Just Were walk. any of them kids? Because that would be like, oh, I'd that, be walking out immediately. I'd be see that. But there you go. See that movie instead of read this book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could this. It's much scarier. Could this book work as a movie or TV show? Of course. And who would you have play the leads? Ooh. Well, you got to have multiple because it jumps time three times. Mm-hmm. And reading it, I thought like, okay, they became vampires and this is like them hurt because she talks like he's still there, even though he, spoiler alert, dies at the end. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought it was like, okay, they became vampires and now this is like 100 years later or something. He's finally writing this book and then it turned out it wasn't like that. Right. (laughs) Have you guys seen Flight of the Concords? Yes. Okay. So Jermaine Clement. Yeah. One of the one of the duo i think he would be a great adult version of art i like that i mean he's got he's got an australian slash new zealander accent depending on where you where you've been old though isn't he like 50 now and art's like 30 something no it's like mid 40s yeah was it mid 40s it was like 2017 he was late late 40s when he lived with his mom in the book who who would play young art would it be like timothy chalamet yeah Charlemagne. T Shat. T Shat. What about uh, Mercy? Who would play Mercy? I could see like a Parker Posey maybe at 40. Yeah, Parker Posey. That'd be dope. But what about younger Mercy? Well, how old is she? She She was in community college at the beginning. She's probably in her early 20s, maybe. Somewhere like a Zooey Deschanel. Is that how you say that name? (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) She could play a 20 year old now.
Um, well, there you go. So that's that's that. So and then vampires, of course, we've covered. I'm not super into that genre. Did you guys walk away feeling like the same? That yeah, uh, I don't really. Was anybody scared by this book? It's Great a horror. Question. It's a horror book online. That's how they yeah. deem it. Was anybody actually scared? At any point, I was scared to finish it. Creeped yeah, out. Yeah, I was Creeped scared out. to fall asleep. Am I right? Again. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I, w- I wasn't at all, and that's a great question because he is. He's billed as a horror author. This was billed. And as you a haven't read book. anything else he's written. This was my first introduction into it, and I got to say, it's a little rough. And I was like, oh, is is the rest of his books like that? I, and probably. And, I'm just going to assume it is. His best book? Maybe we do and revisit. Maybe well, it we must don't. be the cabin at yeah. the woods or whatever because that's was on the blurbs, right? It's such a mild book, though. There's nothing that, like gruesome that really happens yeah, no. too much, and so it makes you think like, well, if it's subtle and it's supposed to be horror, maybe it's supposed to strike a chord with the reader. Yeah, and maybe that's why the reviews are so divisive too. Is it's either five stars or one star. There's yeah. not a lot in between. I don't know. But if it, if it is a real vampire story, the I guess the disturbing part for me is that he does kill his mom then, because he slowly kills her and he doesn't. Stop well, that's it. why he thinks like. Mercy's a vampire and turned him into a vampire because he just blames himself for his mom dying, but she had lung cancer from smoking. Right. Exactly. I think it was just a coping mechanism. Yeah. I think so. And so th- this brings up my other question of would you want to read another book by this author or would you give up on him? I'd give up. I mean, yeah, I, I'm good. I, I'm I good. Mean, like, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd want to figure out what he thinks is horror. So maybe I'd read one other book and see if it's different. Here's what also kind of like makes me conflicted because there's this. You're going to bat for him. Well, it's tough. There's this comic book I (laughs) love. How'd you figure out, how'd you find this book, Matt? Because you're the one that picked this. I was honestly, I did the search of top horror authors at one point because I wanted to get in different horror books. That weren't named Stephen King? Right. And they named this guy. So I was like, okay, give it a shot. Stephen Paul. (laughs) But but, uh, there's this comic book I read called That Texas Blood and it's a great horror comic book and they have an interview with him Paul Tremblay and all of his interests his movies like he loves the thing he went and saw the uh, the thing when they the brought it back in theaters yeah. which we saw yeah. so it's like okay this guy is like he knows horror movies to a degree and, and he's he likes horror to a degree yeah and uh, and one degree <laughs> yeah, yeah it's only a degree yeah. six degrees <laughs> of separation <laughs> from horror yeah. but he had some he had some great and by the way I was just telling Clark too before the mics heated up I was like I think I might um, you know, when I submit this podcast, like link in something where we can tag him on the podcast. I was I like, I was like, probably shouldn't now. <laughs> well, we should. Why? Wouldn't you want to know? Like, because he probably only hears the good shit. That's true too. That's a great point. No, I mean he writes so much about how much of the bad shit he hears about, right? <laughs> or like has art. Wait, do you actually know? All oh. sad, sad. Okay. You know, and like. Well, yeah, he he even admits in the acknowledgments that Art Barbera is him and isn't him, Mm -hmm. although that's ambiguous. Well, what did you think of his writing specifically? I thought it was jumbly. Mm -hmm. It was long-winded sentences. Mm -hmm. And they tried to be like meta a little bit for some reason. You know, you try to find a rhythm of sentences for each author, for each book. You kind of get into it over time. But, like, I couldn't get into the rhythm of his sentences. And they were long. I saw one of them was, like, eight lines in the book. Mm. So that was that was tough just to physically get through the lines and figuring out what's the tone here, what am I trying to do? But uh, the other thing that I found kind of, you know, I don't want to say annoying, but really annoying is that he always goes, he'd always use juxtaposing phrases like, 
I am everything and I am nothing. I am here and I am not there. I am everywhere. Like it's like it's like Dexter's I'm gonna mon- skip inner monologue. He's saying everything and he's saying nothing all at the same right. time. And so that's something I did not like about the book. But uh, you know, maybe it's just part of his character too, the art art Barbara character, because he was a nerd mm-hmm. and like antisocial and and she you know, wrote, people she, like that kind of ramble a yeah, lot and totally. have his quick thoughts in his brain without expressing them out loud. And Mercy kind of makes fun of his writing style in her, I believe her first like notes, set of notes. I think she makes fun of how like flowery he was trying to get his, yeah. you know, prose and message across. Mm-hmm. But, Which is just him. Right. Which is also interesting too. So that he is. He knows what he's doing. Right. So that's kind of cool. Right. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So there's like levels. Yeah, there are levels. I was rambling on about that earlier when we first started the podcast. The podcast? <laughs> what did I say? Podcast. Oh, no. I said podcast. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Podcast. <laughs> let's take a break. No, uh, well, <laughs> let's look at the more BBC pictures of Joey King. Yeah. yeah, this is the podcast. The, the book podcast. Best book club podcast. Well, the first, like one of the things I told you, Matt, when I was reading it was like, okay, cool. The beginning of the book, the chapters are pretty short. I can just like knock one or two out before going to bed. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, halfway through the book, all the chapters are like 50 pages <laughs> long. <laughs> me too. It took a while to get through those ones. That took me like, you know, a few days. To get and then like chapters. every chapter ends with mercy, like half a dozen pages of mercy, like notes right. too. So it adds more to it. Which Have was mercy. Also like, was she like spelling it out for us? She was like, hey, this is okay. Stop you're reading. Too, yeah, mm-hmm. You're being too <laughs> over the top, Art. Like, oh, well, yeah, maybe I'm your mental illness or maybe I'm your depression, you know? And like, right. she definitely said that yeah, towards the end. She did. Um, so, meaning he's being like, he's hitting us over the head too much with it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe too on the, on the nose. nose. On Dramatic. The yeah. 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 Very. Well, so, in summation, uh, yeah. here at the at the not good uh, mothership, we like to review things with a good or not good. <laughs> so we'll do a, a that's round. So lame. That's just fifty fifty, dude. Because right. that, that could be something bad that I liked. It's true, and you can you can rate it however you want. I for me, good or not good, I'm gonna have to go not good. Wow. It hurts. All right, let's round the room, Jacob. I would say not good, but it's worth reading a book in this style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's good. That's accurate. That's fair. Wow. Because that's the that's probably the most redeeming thing that I found out of the book. Right. Absolutely. Well, what about like House of Leaves? That gets you all turned around. That book? I don't know what that is. Okay. (laughs) Breath of the Wind. That's the next (laughs) (laughs) one. I'm gonna. This is. I'm gonna give it a not. Bud, not bud. All right, and Clark. On this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to give it a not good, and Paul Tremblay, you should retire from writing. You're a hack. Whoa. <laughs> now I definitely got to tag him We're in this post. This tag him. <laughs> tag him. <laughs> Just well, based on your picture on the book jacket, you look like a hack. Whoa. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for uh, joining us for the first inaugural episode of BBC. And we want to leave on a little bit of a cliffhanger and invite you to read along with our and next And to book. watch Cliffhanger. And to watch, <laughs> just our weekly message, our monthly message to let you know to watch Cliffhanger. <laughs> it's classic, man. But Brett is uh, going to be picking the book for next month. So he's going to tell us right now the big reveal, what we've all waited oh for. God. What book are we reading the month of December? The month of December. 
The book we are reading <laughs> is called All Good People Here. What's it about? What do you know? What little? By you know? Ashley Flowers. I know it's one of the top books of 2022. Wow. Yeah. I praise. So current. It's, yeah. We are. This is still 2022 when we recorded this. That's true. So. All right. And the name again? All Good People Here. Here. People turn your hands. <laughs> so it's all good people here. All good people here. All right. So check that out. That is the book. Do you want me to write month. it down? Yeah. Could you? <laughs> that is our book for December. So check that out and feel free. Interact with us. Reach out at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. Thank you, Jacob, for joining us. Yeah. This. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. It's fun. Yep. We'll see you next month, of course, because you are proud member of the bbc as we are all proud members of the bbc yeah yep. and so uh, thank you Where's brett my membership card <laughs> it's in the mail it's right there <laughs> <laughs> and thank you clark and uh, we'll see you guys all in a month of the bbc i love you